terrible. <laughs> I'm not recording today. I'm surprised nobody used. Okay, you want to hear something really bad about that? Because <clears throat> your mother say, drops you off your lunch mom? or something. Paging Mr. Page. <laughs> it will go away eventually. I've opened. I've opened deep wounds. <laughs> but the steam quote does. The steam quote. What? <laughs> yeah, I read. I've steam. Yes, we can, nope. Mr. Romney. You, Only if you win the election. You, 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 how's that rhyme? I said um, I, I said something before through, and it rhymed. Uh, just to make sure, so you're not like, uh, bibbly-bobbly. Yes. Thingy coming right up. My right new up. favorite clip. <laughs> 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 All right, Rick, are you ready? You're welcome, Lou. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I'm ready. I'm just waiting for you guys. <laughs> Bob's waiting for us to shut up. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Piven. Joining me, as always, is Bob, no T-Dog, no Fournier. No T-Dog, no. Hey, Rick, I have a question for you. What's up? What is a zombie's favorite toy? Don't know. A daddy bear. Oh, oh yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> we also have we also have Ryan. Where the hell did those zombies come from, Murphy? I I don't know where they came from, Rick, but I do wanna say I wanna confirm it right here. There are no zombies in Halo Four. Nice. Just so you know. That's good in case anyone was wondering. And also with us is Lou Are You Coming Glenn Page. <laughs> Shop smart, shop smart. Yeah, good one. So what's going on, boys? A daddy bear. Do you get it? No, yes. okay. you get it, Bob. Do you we get, get it? it? It's, it's a daddy bear. <laughs> it's terrible. You stayed up all night coming up with that one, didn't you, Bob? <laughs> Three days. Three days. Three days. <sighs> Actually, can I get something uh, out of the air here, real quick? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week when we were doing the show, and Rick was unfortunately eaten by a boomer. I'm glad you're back. I'm back, and I'm not a zombie, so that's yep, cool. That's cool. That worked out pretty well. Uh, I had mentioned um, Ryan and his weapon of choice, the fire extinguisher. Yes. And I, I had also played around with the idea that Ryan said that they were he was going to make fire extinguisher nunchucks. Oh, you mean that comment that he says he doesn't remember making? Yeah, this I mean, one. We have we have recorded evidence? Yes, this one uh, right here. You could create fire extinguisher nunchucks. Oh, okay. What is that? I've already said that when I do a podcast, I completely black out everything I said. So, like, it's not my fault. I don't remember. Just, just, I, just wanted to prove a point, Ryan. All right, let's, let's, it's let's, okay, Ryan. Yeah. You're just let's going with the flow. <laughs> just prove that point one more time, just in case no one heard it. Okay. You could create fire extinguisher nunchucks. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Hey, I'm a visionary, guys. I don't know why why you got to bring me down. I'm not bringing you down. I'm just, yeah, I'm bringing you down a little bit. <laughs> well, it happens. Well, it's good to be back since I wasn't here last week. And I don't think we've done an episode with all four of us in like 
three or four episodes. Oh, it feels good. It feels good for the crew to be back, surviving finally together. Because apparently when we try to do it alone, it doesn't work out that well. (laughs) People always die. Yeah, and then they come back. All right. Well, why don't we start off the way we always do with a little zombie news. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. <laughs> All right. This week there's not much zombie news, but we get some things. Uh, Bob, why don't you talk about the zombie mall shootout movie? The zombie mall shootout short film of a movie, I guess. Oh. Um, kind of cool. What I really like about it is it's definitely... it's. It's obviously it's a low budget, just a short film. A couple guys decide to to make a zombie movie. It's one continuous shot, which I think is super cool. I don't know if you guys watched the movie, but they did it all in one shot. Um, obviously, there wasn't a lot of um, action or intense drama going on. It was just two guys running down <laughs> a, a mall and then killing zombies on their way until they hit the very uh, dead end, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. But doing it all in one continuous shot was really really a clever idea. I liked it a lot. It kind of oh. reminded me of um, House of the Dead, like an on-the-rail shooter, where you're just like you going that way, and it, that's, you have no choice. So it almost seemed like they were, they were going to that end no matter what was going to happen. They weren't going in any other directions. Correct, yeah, because it was like a one-way path. But I, the way they shot the whole mini-movie, was re- it was really cool to see someone do something like that with a zombie movie. Yeah, I, well, I think the continuous shot is what makes it at, like even just worth mentioning, because there are some weird flaws with this being a zombie movie like first of all they never reload and they definitely take more what is those like <laughs> giant i don't know what you call them like um they have handguns but don't handguns usually have like 12 bullets is that how it works yeah but they i mean it's, max 15 yeah they they also uh-huh. put a little comment in the video like thank god for infinite ammo mode or something like that yeah. Which I mean, kind, kind of brings to rick's bed. point yeah <laughs> kind of brings to rick's point that it's almost like a rail rail shooter video game yeah but but did you also notice that like they never get a headshot? It's always like body shots and arm shots and stuff. Ryan, it's a low budget short film. <laughs> what do you Same want from these man, two guys? Up a little bit. Come on, <laughs> have some uh, you know have some professionalism in your craft. If you're gonna do a zombie movie and if you're gonna be in a zombie movie, aim for the head. Everybody knows that. <laughs> also, a lot harder to pull special effects out like that. But right, I'm especially I'm, on low budget. I'm glad All stuff right. like this is coming out, though. Like, I love. I'm I, sorry, I'm being a dick. I'm being I, a dick. Do you expect them to have fire extinguisher nunchucks? Oh. <laughs> Everyone should have fire extinguisher nunchucks. Yeah, I proved anything. I am happy that stuff like this is getting done, though, because it's always fun to watch like short little films that people are doing, and when they involve they involve zombies. Involves. And in, in, involve involve zombies is what yes. um was it. Was I trying to say? <laughs> okay. I was just going to say that, like, I am being a little tough on them, and I get what you're saying. Like, this, these small little zombie projects is what keeps the um, the genre fresh and gives yeah. gives them the actual Hollywood movies a run for their money. And, and I don't think – I think there's something here that Hollywood could take. I would like to see, like, a big-budget zombie movie kind of, you know, take the whole continuous shot idea to the next level and maybe – have like a an epic zombie fight. You kind of see it in Walking Dead a bit, like especially with um, uh, the prison scenes where they're like going through the prison, and there's kind of a, a chance there for them to do one continuous shot as you follow the group go through the prison. That would be um, cool. That would in be very episode cool. 
one it would have been of the season. That would have been neat. Any of them in the prison would have been really cool to go through all of that, especially with all the zombies and stuff. In mm-hmm. there. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. You hear that, AMC? Get on it. <laughs> and pay uh, me royalties. All right, enough for this short film. <laughs> it's too short. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, what happens when a cartoonist decides to do his daily sketch about his friends? Uh, that is a great question. And um, Joel had tweeted out, Joel Duggan, uh, StarcrossedOnline.com, the guy behind our fantastic artwork for Zombies Ate My Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted a photo of uh, the Gamers In hosts, me and uh, and Jocelyn, Jocelyn and I, as zombies. And I gotta say, uh, I mentioned this on the Gamers In when we were talking about it, talking about it. This is creepy. Um, they're very creepy. Uh, Jocelyn seems to be missing part of her cheek and has, like, teeth kind of, you know, missing as well. But I'm I'm looking at my myself and I got like these weird pimple things. I don't know. It's it very like, visual. You look like boils almost. Boils. And, and one of your eye looks sideways Asian. You look it's like an cool. extra from a uh, episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> yes, you look like a cartoon zombie. <laughs> Yeah, no, he well, did. He did a good job. I mean, both of these pictures are, are I mean, are really well done. Um, I was gonna make fun of you, Ryan, and be like, "How come he didn't turn you into a zombie?" But I, I guess that would be. <laughs> I don't know if that would be insulting Joel or you. So I'll go with the whole. I don't get it. Don't worry about it. Just uh, <laughs> always wearing a mask. Yeah, that's cool. Let people do that. No, but I that's mean, a, that's an actual portrait of you, right? This is going right over. My- oh, <laughs> you guys are assholes. <laughs> score one america so you know what though too i mean this is really cool and joel can obviously pull off some pretty good artwork and like i don't want to just throw a huge plug to joel but if you guys are interested in ever having you drawn as a zombie he does commission work and if you we'll throw this picture up on the website too if you guys Mm -hmm. want some commission work done through joel as a zombie i mean this is pretty cool stuff to have around yeah and i mean this is something we talked about actually it's funny that this popped up because um, when we were starting the podcast, we had discussed with Joel getting maybe some avatars done and zombies and stuff. And I think it's really cool that this came out of it because not that we gave him the idea or anything. I'm not suggesting that, but this would give us an idea of what it would have looked like if we had done it because Joel had originally done my avatar and then we yeah. got that commissioned. And now we have a zombie version. So, uh, and obviously this isn't like a color one done similar to our avatars. It's just a sketch, but yeah, it's still cool to look at. It's still cool to see. So, And Halloween has just passed, so maybe save your pennies and then uh, get a zombie zombie avatar for next Halloween. Yeah, who knows? I always maybe... tell people to save them pennies. That's a lot of pennies. Yeah. yeah. Or save, save, save them dollars. Save, save some sort of um, Canadian Inflation. currency, too. I don't yeah. know what you guys have. You get loonies. Loonies? Is that what it is loonies over there? Toonies. Loonies and toonies? It'd be fun to do a little giveaway with some of Joel's artwork, maybe down the road for a listener too. Um, some sort of contest of some sorts would be kind of fun, but we could work out details at some other time. But that'd be a we lot should, of fun. We should have a show plan in the middle of this episode. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that well, sounds great. Glad, right. glad I brought this up. No, okay. Well, we'll, <laughs> Off we, from we'll, show we'll, planning. <laughs> Lou, tell me about Delta Zulu. Well, Delta Zulu is actually a concept trailer for a short, uh, what looks like to be a short film. Uh, about a freelance reporter in a zombie apocalypse world that is going into quarantined areas with military uh, personnel to do a story on what's going on during the zombie apocalypse. It's The trailer is really neat, 
My only question is the special effects. They look like it's a lot of post uh, after shots of bleh. boy, I'm tongue tied tonight. Sorry, guys. Uh, but no, it, it looks like it's a lot of after shots of like flashes from the guns that aren't real shots. They're like after effects. Yeah, not and to they mention, kind of look a little cheesy. But I, I think I saw two zombies in the trailer. Now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, too. Like, this is a cool concept. Like, it's is it supposed to be, like, a documentary of, like, what's going on? Because that's what it looks like to that's me. That's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. someone's trying to film them and see what's going on. There's, like, a film crew, like, in the middle of people fighting the war against the zombies and stuff. And that's a really cool concept is to, like, you know, make it – it's almost like World War Z because World War Z is not really a documentary, but it's kind of like a, a – It's all interviews. Yeah, stuff. it's a memoir of a, a zombie war pretty much. But this is kind of a cool a cool take on a zombie movie if they could get this launched yeah no i I I definitely like the. i was gonna say i definitely like the concept and it it feels like there hasn't really been something done like this i mean maybe the closest thing is diary of the dead that doesn't then again it doesn't count because it was really just a found footage zombie movie whereas this is like a straight up documentary and um i'd like to and i mean that's that's the whole point of making these short films is to kind of like shop them out you know big hollywood people see this and i mean that's how paranormal activity got started right kind of keep it in the horror genre where it was this small little project done for about 10 grand and then hollywood picked it up and added some extra scenes and stuff and now it's a multi-million dollar franchise so i think you ignoring like i mean we kind of i kind of did i shouldn't blame lou i did this with the other short film but this is more concept based whereas the first one was really just like a continuous shot cool thing this concept, um, I think, would work really well as a zombie film because it um, it allows the story to focus more on the humans and have the zombies just be a thing causing the drama, similar to The Walking Dead. So it, I think say, that would be interesting. I was say, give me a District 9 vibe but with zombies instead of aliens. Yeah, you can Perfect. see that. Yeah, that's a, that's you described a, it perfectly yeah. right there. It's got a um, like a 9.2, 9.7 on um... – IMDb. So people people obviously want to see it. It looks like it's getting a lot of good reviews. Um, I'd, I'd want to see it. It looks like they were originally going to name it the Dead Zone too, for all the the zones where they had lack of life and what they call the red zones. Yeah. But they changed the name. I like the name Dead Zone they, better. Yeah. They, can't, they probably, probably changed couldn't. it because it's a Stephen King story. True. Yeah, that's what I was. And saying. a movie and a TV show or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delta Zulu is pretty cool too. Don't get me wrong, guys. Right. Not bad. All right. Well, why don't we talk about? Um, Something that I thought was going to be amazing until I watched this clip. Oh. Uh, they they released uh, entertainment entertainment tele is it entertainment tonight or entertainment TV or whatever ET is. Entertainment tonight. <laughs> there we go. Entertainment tonight. They uh, I guess they're going to do some sort of interview with everyone from World War Z. But while they were talking about it, they showed this clip of the movie that looks nothing like the book. Um, <laughs> I I agree. I I'm pretty sure I saw a. Have you ever seen Gremlins, like, three, when they turn into that giant gremlin ball? Have you, ever, you guys ever see that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they yeah. just went rolling and rolling? I, I saw a lot of that in this trailer. <laughs> like, yeah. they looked like giant zombie balls just rolling downstairs. One, the zombies are hauling ass. They are, they are fucking hoofing it. And they then all of a sudden, than cars. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, a whole entire wave of zombies. <laughs> like, it's just, like, a wall of zombies and... I blame us, not us in particular, guys, but I blame um, the just basic media, like people 
I guess I guess consumer is the right word for fast zombies because I don't think people are fans of the the creepy zombie Walking Dead style zombies anymore. Like I think more people would want to see fast action twenty eight days later style. Yeah, but this is not this is not twenty eight days later. This is like I'm you know <laughs> uh, tsunami. It looked like a tsunami. You know, like of the bodies. way the zombie. Yeah, it's just to me. Um, I, I don't think we've ever really seen zombies done in minus, um, I just, it just popped in my head. Um, legend or I am legend did CG, uh, monsters similar to zombies mm-hmm. and that didn't go over well with a lot of people. And I think they're making the same mistake here in the sense that they're doing CG zombies and it looks, it looks terrible. bad. It looks bad. And, and I have no issue with, um, the movie being inspired by, the the book whereas this is you know this is inspired by like rick was saying at the top of this news story it is not word it's not like a uh, it's not going to be based i don't think it's going to be based on a bunch of interviews and stuff like that i think it's just straight up a story within this universe that max brooks has created um but i don't understand i never read the book so but from what i know of it i could have sworn they were the standard zombie, not this well, news. What movie. I knew they were the standard zombie. The thing that bothers me the most is at the five-second mark, I'm running through the clip again, a wave of zombies knocks over a bus as they, like, run over the side of it. Yeah, it's pure zombie chaos. Like, it's almost, like you said, the CG, jo- the CG zombies. Lou, I'm just as bad as CG you tonight. CG zombies. Um, <laughs> if you've never heard of CG zombies, check them out. Great band. I play there's bass. Like, there's, like, thousands of zombies running yeah. over each other to go down the staircase. Well, okay, you just mentioned the key word, thousands. Um, something Hollywood or even TV hasn't been able to do is create that true... Like, the only way zombies would take over the world is if there was a shit ton of them, right? Yeah. So, like, in The Walking Dead, we see at most 50 on the screen. And that's right. that's a lot for a small group of people. But for the United States Army, like, that's... We had this discussion last week, actually, where I... I do remember that, where I made a fool of myself. Easy, um, Ryan. <laughs> I'm being careful this time. Um, it's, it, you know, there needs to be those thousands of zombies to take on, like, an army. So the only way to do that, you know, the only way to really do that is with CG. So, I mean, that's a pro, you know, that's a nick in the pro column, but there's a lot of cons because it just it looks... It looks like, okay, in every scene, I just picture it being like the rolling ball scene in Indiana Jones. You know, it's just, it's just some dude. Yeah. If it plays the music, I guess, well, I'm cool with it. But, you know, that's, that's, it's just a weird thing. And I mean, I guess a 30 second clip from Entertainment Tonight isn't going to do it justice. It's hard to judge. It really is. What I like the, um, the cast is a pro side. If you're putting that checklist out there, oh, the cast Brad is amazing. Pitt? Brad Pitt, Matthew Fox. Um, how do you say her oh, name? Matthew. Is it Muriel Enos? Mer- Muriel from Mer- um, The Mer- Killing. Yeah, Mer- I don't know her name. Yeah, she was but the main character on The Killing. Yeah, she's in. I really like her as an actress. Um, I don't um, like the zombie tower in the, in the show. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, thousands of zombies pile on each other so much that they create a tower of zombies to get over this wall. Yep. Uh, they don't I, I do mean, that. They don't have brains. They can't think. How would zombies know to just pile on each other and create well, a tower? If they're going for food, 
any sort of animal will do that to just you know. Have you they, ever it's seen like a, dogs climb on each other to get up a tree? Um, what? Well, I mean, yeah, I, never. I have never seen it, but I mean, like <laughs> rodents will do it. Rodents will do it to get to food. They'll like just make a huge pile. I mean, bugs do it too, right? Like you've you've obviously it's it's something they do, and the, I know animals do it. You it's know just, what? It seems so instinctual. Lou, you, Lou, you mentioned some things off off air to me that you wanted to say. I mean. What are your well, thoughts on it? My, I, I've read parts of the book. I've never read the whole book. But the book is a collection of stories that basically tell things that happened during the war. And it's like a reporter's review of what happened and people's survival stories. And while I know films don't always follow the concept of the book, I was kind of looking forward to this because I thought they were going to kind of have some of that. But this doesn't look like it's even based on the book. It doesn't look like it has anything to do with the book. I I might be more tempted to watch it if it wasn't named after the book. Right. And like if if Brad Pitt's supposed to be the the reporter, the the interview guy, why is he in these scenes with the zombies? He sh- and he should be interviewing someone and then we should see a scene of zombie chaos like this with the person he's interviewing. Okay, I haven't read the book in a while. Um but from the storyline that I see here with a UN employee trying to prevent the outbreak, yeah, I'm trying to remember if that was in the book or not. And maybe that they're may just, be just one of the stories. Maybe they're just taking one story from the book and making it into a movie. Either that, well, or they took the book, read the whole thing, and then made a script based on all the stories put together to create well, the world. My other gripe is it keeps saying one man must save them all, and it keeps showing <laughs> Brad Pitt, and I'm like. Really? Didn't we do this in the 90s with, you know... Brad Pitt is the white knight. Uh, hey, Independence if I, Day. If I was going to be saved by anybody, any man, I'd want it to be Brad Pitt. It was, if it had to be one man. Come on. 25, 35, pull clip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, at least it wasn't sexist this time. Right. Jeez. All right. Well, we've beaten that to death. Now, why don't we talk about this week's weapon of choice? We should talk about that, shouldn't we? Yes. Push the button, Bob. Working on it. <laughs> grab the shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. Woohoo! Weapon of choice. This is where we come together and one of our hosts chooses a weapon and uh, we discuss whether it would work or not. Uh, as you heard before, Ryan had fire extinguisher nunchucks. Uh, at one point he had beer bottles as well. Uh, but this week is Bob's choice. So, Bob, what do you bring to the table? My new weapon of choice is the blaring sound coming out of my headphones, because that'll kill just about anyone. Nice. No, okay, I'm back. Um, this week I had a couple options, okay? And I, at first I was going to take your standard option. I was going to just choose an axe, okay? Because I was walking around today and I was like, you know what? I could use, I could use an axe. Um, but I wanted to steer away from that. What do you guys think about the idea... Of this is, and I got this from a video game. What about using a propane tank? Mm. How does that work? So a- empty or full? Full. Oh, too heavy. For you, maybe, Lou. <laughs> Wait, so the, the thing you're going to run into with that is the same issues that Ryan would run into with the fire extinguisher. Fine, it's, he- it's heavy. You got to lug it around. Fine, half um, full. 
if it, well, if, uh, if you drop it and it cracks and there's a spark, it's going to explode. I think that's a, a a rumor. I don't know. It could it could not be. I don't. I've never worked with propane. I was just thinking about all the times in Left 4 Dead where you just kind of huck one halfway across the map. And then you well, shoot it. And then you shoot it. And then it's gone. You're done. And it's you got gone. <laughs> one use weapon. Unless you got like a cart of Walmart cart full of propane I, tanks. I know they're not the uh, bastions of successful tests, but on Mythbusters they proved that that doesn't really work. You nice. can't shoot one. You you shoot one and the bullet goes right through and it just sprays gas. So an axe, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel about an axe? Thank you, no. Mythbusters. What, what kind of axe are you talking about? Like a fireman's axe? Oh yeah, dude. No, full out fireman's axe. I was messing around with one today. Okay, and that sounds weird, but um, we had one and uh, I was kind of swinging it here and there. Yeah, I do this at work sometimes. Don't you worry. <laughs> I was kind of swinging yeah. it, feeling the weight. It's got some weight to it. Okay, but I feel like I could hug that thing around for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, if you keep it sharp, I'm sure it'll work. And, and I don't know. One issue I have with, and I mean, I hate to be a Debbie Downer on your on your weapons, but you you give me no choice because you guys just give me such a hard time. <laughs> um, axes, man, I've used them before, and every time I swing them at something, it gets stuck. I can never get it out of there. You know. If like, you use a single-sided one, you can also use the flat side on the opposite end. That's true, and it's a more of a blunt object. And not only that, but it's kind of like a multi-tool. Like, you know, opening doors, tearing down walls, that kind of thing. That's where I was kind of going with this. It's something that I could use, not just for killing zombies, but something I could use throughout. You know, those big heavy chains on a, on a gate of a prison, we'll say. Yeah. Maybe you could hack right through those. You'd also probably want to get one with a fiberglass handle as opposed to a wood handle so it doesn't break. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, had, the, I had the fiberglass um, one today if, in my hands. And if you have a chance to find a grinder or something, you could always put a blood groove into the blade of the axe so that it won't get stuck. What so if I had an axe made out of propane tanks? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking now? No. 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 Go no. back. Rewind. All right. <laughs> um, axe. Axe is a pretty generic choice. I mean, yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was, I wanted to talk about the propane tank, but then Lou kind of just shot that down pretty quick. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. Lou said nothing. How would you have defended propane? Tank? Well, no, I was going to say I could use it because I had a propane tank in my hand earlier today too, and, um, Jeez. and <laughs> not at the same time, guys. I'm <laughs> oh, not good. I'm not that manly. <laughs> well, according to Lou, it wouldn't have blown up anyway. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Is I was going to say you can kind of use it as a, a buffer between you and a a pack of zombies, and then, you know, throw it down and just take out your pistol. But apparently, I'll, I'm glad I, I know. I will give you this. They did make one blow up, but how they did it was they attached a road flare to it, then they shot it, and then it blew up. Because yeah, it needs to light the gas, right? Uh, right. The bullet okay. doesn't ignite the gas. Well, I'm glad I know now because that would have sucked if I was around 50 zombies, and I was like, <laughs> What you need is a propane Uh-oh. tank and a crossbow that shoots um, flares. There you go. Yeah, no, that's my new weapon of choice. I can just make whatever I want, right? <laughs> oh, great. Cross, okay, so... Crossbow flare gun. So now Bob is taking up propane tanks, axe, and a crossbow <laughs> flame gun. Might I mention, great. all better than... You could create fire extinguisher nunchucks. Okay. <laughs> just so you guys know, I want to defend myself here. Uh, I did not choose fire truck... Fire trucks. <laughs> fire trucks? 
<laughs> That's my new one. Fire trucks. Oh, my new I weapon of choice totally is fire trucks. Put a fire truck drive right into those zombies. <laughs> Shut up, all of you. Um, I did not choose a fire extinguisher nunchucks as my whip, as my weapon. It was fire extinguishers. You're giving people the wrong idea. Oh, it's funny how well, that if works. They listen to the old episode. They already knew the answer anyway. That is true. So, uh, well, Lou, we thank you. The truth, Ryan. Good. The truth is out there. Seek it. Yes. Lou, thank you for the information, though, because I would have hate to have been surrounded by zombies, thought I was going to blow them all up, shoot a bullet, and then go, okay, now I'm totally screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Where are my fire extinguishers? And also, something that a lot of people don't know, propane doesn't smell. So never try and figure out if the propane tank is leaking or open by trying to smell if there's gas. You don't smell it. I found that out the hard way once and gave myself a headache. They oh, put, oh! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They put an additive in propane though, so that it smells like um, like farts, pretty much. <laughs> that's <laughs> just you, Rick. That's what you blame it on, right? You're like, oh no, it's the oh, additive. No, it's it's the, the additive. What about this? Turn on the grill. <laughs> what about this, guys? Okay, so a propane tank. You bust that puppy open. It's gonna send freezing propane out, correct? What do you think of that? Would that freeze and slow any zombies down? Or do you think they'd be uh, unaffected by frozen liquid propane? Propane doesn't freeze. Well, yeah, um, no, because if you, I've, I've actually untwisted a propane thing before, and then when it goes and comes out, it's actually frozen my hand. Like really? It's, it's really, 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 really cold. Are you, are you talking propane for like a grill or the the LP propane for a fork truck? We'll go with that one. The fork that, truck. That one's cold. Yeah, it's. Yeah, super- I've, I've gotten frostbite on my hands from those ones. Yeah. So what about you? Think you think that would stop any zombies, or do you think they'd be like, I don't care. Well, yeah, you freeze their head, and then you smash her open with your axe. Boom, you're I, done. And then I, you need my crossbow or my fire truck. There you I go. Say, so someone yeah, can choose okay. fire truck next week. All right. Well, sorry, Lou. Okay. <laughs> no, Lou was talking, and I, I, I ran over him. I was going to say, truck. if you spray them with the propane and then light them on fire, there they go. Oh, can you do that? I'd be willing to bet you can. Oh, Let's try it. Okay, Let's yeah, it I'm on, on it, guys. We'll be right back. Pause the recording. <laughs> oh, I just had a great idea. We need to do a video series where we test out our weapon of choice. Oh, they do have a a video like that. <laughs> it's a show called Zombie Go Boom. Really? On YouTube, and they uh, they test out different weapons every week. On um, they they make like ballistic gel zombie heads and stuff, and they test out different weapons on it. You oh, know what? Wow, I've never yeah. heard of that. Stop. Zombie Zombie Go Boom. Not to fear, ours would be way less budget. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, they, be, have, they have money. <laughs> that would be much better. We wouldn't have money. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to afford a flare gun, crossbow, propane tank, axe, fire truck. Huh, that's interesting. See? All right. Zombies. <laughs> Off to the topic of the week. The world ended. Didn't you get the memo? Creepy music, unaccompanied by the new creepy intro to that show, which reminds me of American Horror Story. The Walking Dead Season 3, Episode 4 is what we'll be discussing this week. What did everybody think? What? Spoilers. I did spoilers, dances spoilers. for joy the whole episode. Uh, really? it, was, it was so much better than the Episode 3. I think it Okay. Oh, um, it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Okay. And I'm just going to spoil it right here for everyone. Everyone who's listening to the show by now knows that we're going to spoil everything. So but here it comes. To continuously say it. Here it goes. You ready? All right. I mean, are you going to have sex in that tower, really? 
Well, really? yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> T-Dog. T it's the end of the world. T-Dog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why couldn't... There was too much death, okay? Um, I Don't get me wrong. We were just joking about how we don't even remember T-Dogs in the episodes half the time. <laughs> but like to, to I was you you can't build him up as a hero in two minutes, and then give him a death scene, and then super spoilers um, follow that by an even more important death scene. Yeah, where he sacrifices himself. I don't. I, and again, like when he sacrificed himself, I'm like, really? Like I I under, he's like, I'm on a mission from God. God made this be the plan that happened. He mentioned that. And I'm like, what? Plus, suddenly from. got super religious. And, he, like, in this episode, and you could tell it's leading up to it because he's talking a lot. He's trying to be the new Dale. He's trying to get Rick to kind of let people in and trustworthy. You know what I mean? And right. I, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you're probably going to die soon. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that episode. Uh, I'm right? glad I'm not the only one that thought that. As soon as he started to, like, defend the prisoners, I was like, oh, he's going to die soon. Yeah. And then, bam, he died, like, five minutes later. I was but like, oh, wow. You don't, you, don't, you don't get a T-Dog story. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm on a mission from God. This is God's plan. And it's like, what? You, I, right? you never talked before, so I didn't know how you felt. You, you should have <laughs> just went to the coast. <laughs> I, I, think there right. was, I think there was a, a scene in season two at the church where he may have done some stuff, like some God yeah. stuff. But um, one thing that, that really stood out for me is the, the beginning of the episode's all like, oh, Herschel's walking and everyone's happy. And then Glenn says, I think his line is, uh, why can't we just have, uh, can't we just have one normal day? Like one he looks good day or something like that. Yeah, yeah, one good day. And I'm like, oh, great. So, yeah. okay, first of all, the episode's... Yeah, let's, yeah, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, the episode is ruined for me because um, people, I watch it on Mondays and... Because uh, I don't, I can't, I can't watch it on Sundays, and like Twitter's just like boom, my best wife, Walking Dead episode ever, and I'm like, my wife oh. knew the ending of that episode from Facebook before we even watched it on JBR. Oh, I, she I already knew what was going to happen at the end before we even watched it. That's weird. I knew what was going to happen last week. What, is that in? How, okay, no, that's what you relax. Oh, <laughs> is it? Is any of this in the comic books? Um, like, sort of. It's uh, different. Yeah. So we're jumping all around. So, if, Rick, you, you kind of wanted to rewind us back. Yeah, here. let's rewind us back to the beginning. So at the beginning, they're, you know, Herschel gets up. They're, they're getting him some crutches. And he's all, you know, excited. He's walking again with his phantom leg. And um, they walk outside. <laughs> and, and they're going around to get wood to burn all the bodies. Everyone's happy. He's walking. Suddenly... Hundreds of zombies that nobody saw two seconds prior were on the, in the scene. Dude, they were like, all hiding right all, around the corner. They're all standing there and they're all looking through the fence. They're like, "Shit, yeah, Herschel's walking. This is the best thing ever." Well, we saw but the scene later. There's 50 zombies behind Herschel. They were just looking at him. Well, we saw the scene where he where the gate was opened by the mysterious figure, right? Yeah. And um, the zombie, like, okay, the zombies. Uh, I see the zombies as like kind of like cattle. And I mean, I grew up on a farm, so I know how this shit works. Um, well, like, okay. <laughs> if, if there is a if there's a gate that gets opened, like one cow will go out, and then two cows will go out, and then four cows, and they just sort of sort of like walk in a herd, right? So zombies, they're the same way. The gate, they see the gate open, they like, oh, maybe there's food in here. Shuffle, shuffle, and then the whole horde gets in there, <laughs> and all of a sudden you got. You got zombies well, overrunning the whole prison. I think now, to Rick's point, though, uh, not to interrupt you, is like we see a scene of them smiling at each other, and then you see the scene of Laurie smiling at Rick, and I'm like, you're gonna die too, I guess. Um, no, listen, <laughs> your, your interruption ruined my joke. I was oh. about to ask Ryan if Canadian cows produce maple syrup instead of milk. 
No. Chocolate now milk. it doesn't work. Chocolate milk. <laughs> they also walk backwards. So, anyway. So, Is that true? So, no. <laughs> so, we got all these zombies coming in. And suddenly, Rick is a bumbling fool with a thousand keys in his hand to run through these gates to open the 35 padlocks they have set up so that no zombies can get in. You know, I was thinking about that. Why don't they that? just have the padlock keys on one chain? I was thinking about that. other keys somewhere else. And it's, a, it, like, as fortified as you are and, like, as safe as you feel. Like, they probably felt super safe. And Rick even said in the episode, we got gates, we got fences, you know. Um... That was crazy because in a moment of panic, you're just going to be like, you know, and when you have all these keys because you never really thought twice about just taking one off because you, you look like a janitor from like a, like oh a my God. episode like, who couldn't open the door in the gym locker room because he had a thousand keys on his key ring and he's like, nope, not this one. Well, I think you guys, you guys are nitpicking. I mean, the, the whole, like, I think Bob's right. Like you see your wife and more importantly, your child who you still love being attacked by zombies you, and you go crazy you, yeah. your instinct is to run as fast as possible but i'm just and saying yeah like they they never really thought like of like like to what rick was saying like to t- take one key off because they felt you know quote unquote safe in the prison right and you're not ready for that kind of like full-scale chaotic eruption and like i would have done the same thing as rick like when they're tossing the keys i would have been shaken like rick did a great job in this episode um andrew lincoln is that his name yeah, yeah. Uh, he like his acting, and we could bring it up later. Blew me away this episode. He did a great job looking concerned for the wife that he hated for the past three episodes. I don't yes. know. I, th- I think he w- he did very well up until the last two minutes. No, we'll I even think I even think that was good. But we'll get into that afterwards. We, we can we can fight that one that battle later. <laughs> um, but uh, no, like I think I think you're right. Like they felt safe. Um, you know, they didn't think they had any enemies. Um, and we, again, we can well, revisit that later. Uh, but uh, going th- back, to, get, sorry, go ahead, Lou. Uh, going back to the nitpicking, when I saw them bust open the, the whoever this mysterious person was, bust open the gate, and then leave the body parts and the whatever there to try and attract the zombies. All I kept thinking was, so they're trying to lure zombies in there, okay? But right. I didn't think a heart was it that they left at the gate yeah. would bring, you know. The thousands of zombies that we fought, saw in this episode. I just also, realized you mentioned the deer. The guy who turns out to have done this awful thing, he was like, he was the guy who hunted the deer and and split the deer open. And that just seems totally. Once you find out who he is, and I'm not being racist, I'm just saying <laughs> it doesn't seem like. Now it's going to sound like I'm racist. Like man, yet. there's no watermelon in this thing. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just going to say, like, I, I, when I saw those scenes, I'm like, oh my God, it's someone from the prison, you know, or sorry, it's someone from the call, like uh, the governor's place. Cause it just seems so smart. seems so calculated, but, and then you, you find out who it was and it was the black, the black prisoner that has nothing to do with it. Why did I say that? It's the prisoner that, (laughs) uh, prisoner. Well, yeah, yeah, just just get into it. Rick didn't kill. He left yeah. it off for the zombies. I thought he would have been dead. When I, I saw all the hunting dead. with the deer, I thought it was Daryl at first. I thought he was hunting for deer at the beginning because they didn't show who it was. But you automatically know it's not Daryl based on the actions they do with the deer. And, yeah, and but at, at first, with the whole hunting part. Yeah, exactly. I was like, uh, yeah, I out there looking for food. I was like, I, was like, I guess Daryl's getting food. And then, yeah, I didn't put two and two together at the beginning. So let's talk about this real quick then. Um, 
So Rick doesn't kill this guy. He comes back, leads a ton of zombies in there, and they end up having a confrontation where the other prisoner kills this dude for some reason. Yeah, shoots him in the face. And, I mean, obviously, I think I would in that situation, too, if I had to choose which one to shoot because, like, hey, you just put us all in danger. Yeah. But think about this, guys, for a second. Since Rick has been super crazy, not a democracy Rick, he has led them into a prison. He's got um, T-Dog killed, um, Herschel's leg chopped off, um, his wife now gone, because we'll get into that, I guess. Um, Yeah. And then yeah. he's lost everything. And when you look back at it, it's all his fault. Like, he wanted to keep pushing on and find more supplies. He wanted to, you know, go and do this. He wanted to go to the prison. He wanted to secure it. Um, all of this stuff is Rick's fault. And that's mm. going to come back on him, really. You've got to think of how crazy he's going to go. Well, no, no. I think I think you're, you're, you're blaming him too much on him. The whole reason this whole episode went down is because he wasn't merciful and or he wasn't he wasn't strong enough when the guy ran he should have killed him he figured yes. the walkers would take care of him now i think it's a worse fate to leave the guy to the walkers because he figured yeah he's an idiot he's probably just going to get killed by the zombies because he's obviously not uh, smart enough he's not a survivor but it turns out he he actually was i mean he survived so, those so ryan things. you and i hanging out um you go to kick me out of some place um and uh, I come back with a bunch of zombies. You don't feel guilty, like oh, I probably should have killed you. You don't feel like it's your fault. Well, oh yeah, I'm saying it is. That's the only thing that. that well, that's what I'm saying fault. is all this stuff. Like Rick is gonna blame on himself. He just lost his wife. Oh yeah, uh, T Dog dying and his wife is all because he didn't kill that guy. Carol's missing too. Did you guys catch that? They think yeah. Carol's dead. She's yeah. yeah they they, think f- she's they found dead, her head wrap on the ground. We don't know anything about her. We don't know what happened. They yeah. didn't reveal that, I think. They found her head wrap, and that was it. And then, Governor's playing golf. Really? Really? Yeah. You're going to cut that off? <laughs> like... that, that was the other thing, too, is I'm glad that this episode wasn't solely on the Governor's crap again, like the episode before. But it felt weird that they were – it was like, oh, he's playing golf. Oh, Merle's thinking about going to look for his brother. Crazy zombie shit. Oh, now we're well, back over here, and now they're drinking tea. And I'm just like, it ruins – I was just going to say, Rick, there's only one way they could introduce the most important fact we learned in this episode, and that the governor's real name is Philip. Ooh. I mean, the, thing that, the, the thing that pissed me off about that is all the zombie stuff was getting your adrenaline pump, and you're like, shit, yeah, this episode's amazing, and then golf, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I can get something to drink. And then zombies again. Like, it, it, was like a, it was up and down the whole time. I don't think they blended it very well. No, well, I, I, I agree. And that's the problem I was talking about, where you add too many characters yeah, and too many different places to a show. Uh, well, don't worry. They killed off two in this episode. Well, yeah, they, they one, need to meet up. They need soon. to meet up, and they're going to meet up uh, pretty soon, I believe. But I'm more excited to see where Rick's character transforms. And we can get to the end. Uh, I mean, I think well, we can get... Well, I wanted to talk about something that kind of bothered me. Uh, what's the dreadlock chick's... Michonne. 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 Thank you. I keep wanting to say Michelle, but then I'm like, it's not Michelle. It's something else. Um, but Michonne finds the military trucks that the governor took, and she's inspecting bullet holes, and she sees blood. That's obviously. It looks like they got into a gunfight. Right. You know, and you can tell that she suspects the governor killed them, and she never, as far as I noticed, she never tells Andrea. I think he's bad news. I think he killed those military guys. No, you know, she, just she never the, says uh, that. She just does the mute thing, and she's like, no, we need to go. 
is bad news. We need to go. She never once goes, I'm pretty sure he killed all kinds of people over there. I think to play devil's advocate, I'd say that I might not say anything either because Andrea kind of has a big mouth. and We see her getting pretty buddy-buddy with <clears throat> Philip. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure she wants to blow him. Yeah, and oh, <laughs> I hey, think she was super flirty with him both episodes. I think that's why Michonne Can't wouldn't we just say, say sex. Why do you gotta get down to brass tacks and just blow him? Like this is the apocalypse. People still have class, Rick. <laughs> the governor has a room full of heads in a fish tank. Yeah, but she doesn't know that class is gone. <laughs> well, class it, is out. I, um, I I might not say anything either. I might be like, well, if I tell her, she might tell Philip. That's um, a good point. I don't think. I don't think. Matt. I get what you're saying, Lou. I just. I don't know if in that situation, because you do you even trust anyone anymore? You know what I mean? Well, I get that, but in the last episode, her character had all kinds of things she could have said that would have swayed Andrea, and she shut her mouth. Yeah. And I've... then this time, this episode, it was like, hey, you know, all those things that I said in the previous episode. Yeah, I could have said this, and maybe swayed you back my way again. No, I'm just going to sit here and be pouty and be miserable and go, hmm. Yeah, and I was like, really hates me. Yeah, dude, I believe last week Lou called her a bitch or something like that. And yeah, I was like, was, whoa. Yeah, he was, <laughs> not, he was not a happy camper. They showed a pre, like a like a two-minute clip of the next episode during the Talking Dead uh, after with uh, Whoa, Chris hold Robert. on. We, we got to talk about the end of the episode first. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. This just has to do with the Michonne. Oh, Pitt okay. Movie. Okay. Uh, it shows her fi- get her sword off the bookshelf and hold it to the governor's throat, and that was it for the clip. So we know she gets her weapon back that she's been bitching about for two episodes. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we want our weapons. You, you mentioned, like, trust and um, mentioning where Rick's character is going to go, and the mere fact that uh, you think Rick is going to be blaming himself heavily, and, and I do see your point, and I, I sort of agree with you. I think that's going to – we're going to see a very um, – guarded rick in the future like he's not gonna do anything uh yeah he's gonna, he's gonna start questioning everything he's everything, gonna go crazy yeah. he's gonna he's gonna go absolute friggin crazy he's gonna i can well, see, p- see bob we know more than they do yeah in the trailer they show him <laughs> lock himself in the prison with a bunch of zombies i believe yeah, yeah he's, i think he's gonna go on a zombie killing spree yeah and, and he's gonna take out his aggression he's gonna go through the stages of guilt like he's i would too and like let's talk about the end i mean his wife gave birth, separated from everyone else, stuck with his, uh, her son, uh, Carl. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and what's your name? Maggie. And Maggie obviously can't perform a C-section, which they were kind of leading up to. Yeah. So Lori knows she's going to go. She's talking right. to her son. And, dude, I, I am a man of all men. Don't you get me wrong. But when they mm-hmm. flash back to that scene where Rick was talking to Carl about, you know, sometimes you're going to have to kill someone. Oh, when they're in the barn? Dude, I almost lost it. I almost lost it. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, foreshadowing from last season. And right. so here's the confusion I have in terms of the C-section. What is, you don't know is what a C-section just, is? No, I, <laughs> That's when they cut course. someone open, Ryan. To take Otherwise it. known as the Canadian section. I mean, we did invent. No, it's not. It's a cesarean. <laughs> okay. It is not Canadian. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm kidding. I'm glad I'm you kidding. knew this. <laughs> anyway. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, back to brass tack, back to reality here. Um, just in the sense of the C-section, um, she died from it, obviously. Um, she bled out. Now, would Herschel have been able to do that C-section yes. without her dying? Yeah, because there's a, there's a way to properly do it, and I think Maggie just ended up cutting her open. There's a way for her to say, hey, Maggie, you see that scar from my old one? Jam a knife in there and try to save the baby. Yeah, but it's more complicated than that, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, well, they got to move stuff. they got to cut through different things and, you know. 
yeah, it's, it's there's a reason why doctors do it and not just regular people. It's very, oh, it's very sad. That. It's very, very sad. That I mean, a Canadian section. I mean, obviously they're pulling out maple syrup. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? You pre- you perform uh, those on maple trees, eh? I asked for this, I suppose. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that I mean, this show, this whole series, rather, is all about bad timing. All the awful shit that happens can be traced back to the simple fact that. All of it's bad timing. I mean, um, they all get split up. Uh, bad timing due to just the zombie thing coming in and, and them being like through the maze of fences and culminating in the fact that, um, yeah, I mean, she died. Lori died. And I kind of had suspicions that she would die. Now, she dies in the comics, right? But in a, in a different way. In a, I suppose. in a different way, yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't, I, we don't need to get into that. I mean, that's yep. spoilers for different things. But. Um, just the, I guess we can talk about the end scene where, where the, the kid is obviously holding it together based on the fact of what Rick had told him in season two. I guess that's the only way I can kind of figure it out is he's like a stone cold killer. I think he's in shock. I, I think he might just be in shock at that point. I mean, he's just standing there at the end and Rick's going absolute horribly crazy yeah uh, ashley laughed out loud when and i mean it's very hard to convince convincingly portray someone who has just lost their wife and i was saying to her like you probably don't realize this but he hated her guts well so he's he did but he didn't obviously at the same time but here's here's my thing him crying the way he did and just saying oh no over and over again i felt that because Here's his son. Here's everyone he's trying to protect and be a leader. He's trying. I think he's trying not to. You know what I mean? He's trying to be that tough, strong guy. And I think the oh no and the crying is coming out of him. Like, And it made it seem like that's that's probably what I would end up doing. You know what I mean? Because like, I would try and be strong for whoever is there. But it would just kind of force itself out of me. And that's why I thought he did a fantastic yeah. job at the end. And it's, yeah, not, I mean, it's not a huge, like, spoiler or anything, but, like, in the comic, he's constantly struggling with the fact that he doesn't want to be the leader, but he thinks he has to be the leader. Right. At so, this point, he it feels like he does have to. He can't turn around now because like, they all look up to he's him. The, he's the cop. They, they all expected him to be like that anyway, and they all look up to him because he kind of saved them a couple times. But he constantly has a fight with himself that he's not a leader, but he has to be the leader. Yep. Well, my theory, too, is that they're going to use this as a uh, way to humble him. Right. Well, yeah, but I just I feel as though, like, um, this is the perfect setup for when Rick eventually meets with the governor. And the governor seems to be welcoming to people who he feels he can get use out of. And I think he could, now that they've sort of... Thin the herd. I mean, you don't have a pregnant woman to take care of. Uh, and yeah, but now you have a baby with no formula at a prison. Yeah. And whose baby is it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it. Well, that's got to be honest. Well, I, I, I tried to pause it to see the earlobes. Yeah, I was going to say, but I can't see. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's got to be yet. on his mind, too. Like, we still don't know on the show if it's his baby or not. You know what Will I mean? Will you ever know? Will you ever know? Who knows? Maybe you have to watch next week. Maybe they'll find out right away, Ryan. But they don't have, like, a DNA Ryan, test. Ryan, or... stop asking questions that can be answered with the one simple comic book issue. <laughs> but Don't serious. make me spoil everything for you, Ryan Murphy. Anyway, All you gotta do just... is look and see if he has the same birthmark somewhere. Is that a thing? I thought that was, like, where dead people touched you when you were in the womb. Yeah, my, uh, my birthmark's on my elbow. My son's is on his stomach, so that doesn't work. Birth, I have birthmarks the... can't tell Unless... if you're the real parents. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 
Ryan is now telling people that my wife must have cheated on me. I'm me. kidding. Because the birthmark is on a different part of my son's body. <laughs> Oh, Surprise! His wife it's isn't coming through the microphone. Black people watermelon joke earlier. <laughs> okay, bring that up again. We should Ryan, move on. Uh, Ryan, I think you need to stop because you're digging yourself into holes, man. You, 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 they, you, they're getting so deep you can't get out anymore. <laughs> so, in order to move this show forward from anyone being racist or <laughs> anyone cheating on anyone, well, why don't we talk about the racist character, um, Merle, who comes back this episode? Oh, he's, like, he was back before. Well, but. he was back before, but he like he had like a bigger role this time. It, like he's the dog. He's like the like go in and do this. He's he's the the one that they use just to get shit done because they don't like him anyway. And he really wants to go save his brother. And the governor's like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> he's yeah, like, I, if you get more concrete evidence, I'll go with you. And I'll shoot him myself. Get more concrete evidence. That's the thing. And like Merle, like we were talking about it last week, doesn't seem like a bad guy anymore. But um, it's very. Yeah. You you see the governor for what Merle can't see. You know what I mean. So right. like he's th- like you're just thinking, no Merle, don't you show him where your brother is. This could be bad. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Well, um, my whole thing was is he treats Merle like a rabid dog. Okay, I gotta go get this person to move or do whatever I want. I'll go send the rabid dog to go aggravate them, and they'll finally do what I want to do. Oh, I need to go get this these people killed. I'll send this guy that'll do whatever I say to do. To go do it. And it's like Merle doesn't realize that he's being used. They kind of turned him into the Hound from Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. He's the same character essentially. Yeah, and it's – he can't see it obviously. And the governor is filling his ears with you – You, this place would fall apart without you, Bull. You know, and Merle's obviously eating that up. But um, where do you guys think next week's going to go as far as an episode goes? Do you think it's going to focus all on Rick's character, like his development into madness, or do you think he'll meet up, or what do you think is going to happen? I I think he's going to lose his shit and go on, like, a zombie killing spree. Just to, like, because there's obviously a bunch of zombies in the prison now, so they got to get rid of him anyway. I think he's just going to go crazy and start killing shit. Yeah, I see an episode that has Rick going crazy and the group kind of being off to the side and more focus on what's going to happen to Michonne and Andrea when they try and leave the, the Woodbury. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot more with Woodbury now, yeah. I, I think there's maybe not next episode, but soon they, they're going to have to go look for the, a way to keep this baby alive. And um, I think maybe Glenn, being a runner, will come across this society and mention that, you know, I need baby formula. There's a group at the prison that needs your help, and that's how they connect maybe. Because I'm not getting the sense that the governor knows about the prison yet. Uh, and then, no, he doesn't know. He doesn't know there's anyone in the prison yet. So I, I or at all about the prison. Like I don't think it's. On I don't his know radar. if he knows where it is. If he did, I'm sure he would have probably scavenged it by now. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. What I'm thinking is, I think that somehow Daryl is. A, I'm not Daryl. Merle's going to eventually get to the farm, and he has a map of the entire area. The prison's got to be on the map, and it's oh. got to be near that farm because we saw it at the end of the season. They might not have seen it, but we saw it over a hill. Like a mile away from the freaking farm. Yeah, there's plenty of ways for them to run so into I'm each other. Sure, I'm sure on the map it'll show it. But yeah, Glenn, I mean, in the comic, Glenn is always out on, on a run to go get medical supplies and stuff. He's always doing that stuff. And in the show, he doesn't really do that. So yeah, maybe he will do it for the formula. Because in the, in the preview for next week, Herschel mentions that we have no baby formula for this child. And if he doesn't get it within the next day or two, he's not going to make it. Isn't it so, she? Or she, yeah. Not gonna, not gonna make it. So, 
they know that that's going to be an issue next week. And, yeah, I think I think a lot of stuff's going to start going down at Woodbury because I think you're going to start seeing what's really going on with the governor. Yeah, and spoilers, it's Dale's baby. Oh, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Yeah, just look at his face. <laughs> it's got a Dale face. It's got a Dale face. <laughs> no. Oh, All right. okay. I thought you meant um, the – I was going to say – I keep mixing up names. What's his name? Did you say Daryl or Dale? Dale. Dale. Old guy. Oh, okay. Buc- bucket hat. Camper. Yeah, but I was going to say if it was Died the, the crossbow guy, you could say just check, check the back of his neck to see if it's red. Hey. hey. We <laughs> are insulting everyone this episode. Look at, his, look at his hands to see if he has tattoos from when he did Boondock Saints. Anyway, why don't we get transfer. Into, now, now that we're done uh, with finally. this week's episode, let's talk about uh, the decision. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. And you're gonna be next. Dead decisions. All right, for everyone out there who this may be their first show, or they just might not, you know, know how it goes. Dead decisions are scenarios that one of our hosts creates that uh, we all have to kind of play out. Uh, We do eventually want to see if we might be able to get some listener dead decisions. So keep an ear out for later. You can find out where you can find us. So, Lou, this week, Dead Decision is yours. Take it away. Okay. So this is all three of you. Oh, boy. Roughly 90 days ago, the zombie outbreak happened, and the world went to shit fast. Uh, You're part of a group of about 20 people, including your close family, that have boarded themselves up in what is a bomb shelter in a local high school. And... While you've been hiding there, your supplies have dwindled down to next to nothing, and you've scavenged from all the nearby homes and nearby buildings that you can for food and things like that. But several people have come down with, like, flu symptoms or need antibiotics, and they've been sick. A couple people have been injured while out on patrol. Nothing that would get them infected, but people have got bruises and need bandages and cuts and things like that. And your medical supplies have started to run out. And on top of that, Bob's uh, wife is a diabetic, and she's run out of uh, insulin. So it's come down to you have to draw straws to see who's going to go out further than you guys have been before to try and find better medical supplies. The three straws are drawn, and it's the three of you. And Bob volunteered because of his wife. Now, you've traveled for about two hours from where you were to begin with. So you're about two hours away from the school. And you've found medical supplies. You've loaded them up. You found a pharmacy that hadn't been um, vandalized. You found supplies. You found medical equipment. You've loaded it into the car. You're in a Jeep. You've loaded it into your Jeep, and you're on your way back when out of nowhere, a truck comes out of nowhere and knocks you guys to the side. You get the the Jeep flips, Ryan's leg is broken in at least three places, and the situation has gone bad fast. Now, do you, the only nearby thing you can find is a get car out of gas, but the trunk is open. What do you guys do? Uh, Ryan, you're not going to... Ah, my leg! <laughs> <laughs> It's broken um, in at least three places. I don't so, know about you guys, but I'm getting that insulin back to my wife. <laughs> no. That that car, the car is out of gas, but the vehicle we were just in—are we still near it? Is it's what is it on top of Ryan's leg? 
Uh, no, you can get him out, but the, it, it's wrecked. You're never going to get it to work again. Can we siphon the gas out? You could try. Is there, in the in the back of the car, is there any, um, like, one of them traffic kits that has, like, you know, all the stuff you might need for a car if you, like, lose a tire or anything like that? An emergency kit. There's a tire iron and a um, jack. Okay. Are there zombies uh, around us coming and impacting us here? Is that or Do we have to make a decision quick? Is that what you said? Uh, yes. Okay. There was a loud crash. The vehicle that hit you swerved off and drove off. They didn't even stop. Those bastards. Oh, yeah. are, there, are there vehicles all around us, or is it just this other no, car? No, it was just a fluke that that car happened to be coming the opposite direction as you guys. Okay. Well, I break off the radiator hose from the vehicle we just crashed. It's going to be hot, the by the way. Careful. Hot right. hands. <laughs> Siphon out the gas into some sort of container that I may find somewhere. Maybe a container that medical supplies were in. <laughs> And then get it into that car so we can use that car. Um, me and Bob hop in the car, drive off into the sunset, and leave Ryan behind. Wait, if you just, his, you his leg's broken him. in three places. I, I guess if you're taking the car, you probably pick Ryan up. But if we don't have the car option, I, I think either way. In this in this situation for me, I'm gonna grab the medicine that I can for my wife, who is in obviously some serious trouble. Yeah, you go a week without insulin, and you're in rough shape. I might just leave both of you guys if you're scrambling around. But didn't we just drive out? To I'm just saying if the... That's a long walk. Dude, it's my wife. <laughs> well, here's the other thing for you guys to consider. So you've siphoned the gas and you loaded in the car that's out of gas. Does it start? It's been sitting there for 90 days without any gas in it, without anything going on. It's been rained on. God knows what's happened. Is that car even going to start? Do we have any know. ethanol treatment? Anyone? Yeah. Doesn't well, we start. have no choice. We, it, it, it's the only car around. So, we don't uh, lose anything by trying. All right, Lou, so say Rick tries. What happens? Say Rick tries to start the car. What do you it think sputters, happens? It sputters and it starts, but you've only managed to get maybe a, a quarter a tank of gas. Okay. Uh, well, I mm. guess we can try. Is anything on top of Ryan? Or is no, Ryan's big? completely okay. free. He's inside the Jeep. He just broke his leg. I could okay. even drag myself to the Jeep, guys. Just pull me in. You're too slow, Ryan. See ya. Oh, let's put Ryan in the trunk of the car that's got the open trunk. Even though we have so, a backseat. Yeah. Well, on. I don't want to. I don't want to hear him bitch about his broken leg. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Broken. And we don't want zombies to hear him screaming. That's so, a good point. I do scream when so I break we, my leg. We put him in the trunk, and then me and Bob drive. Now what? You guys got away. You guys thought of a scenario I didn't think of. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It's a good thing Rick employed his amazing sucking skills, or we would have been stuck. I am excellent at sucking things through straws. <laughs> I would also just like it to be clear that, seriously, if that car didn't start, you're both. See you later. <laughs> I, I'm going to well, leave. When I came up with the idea, my original theory was going to be to leave. You would probably have to leave Ryan behind because you wouldn't be able to carry him <laughs> and the supplies at the same time. I'm leaving both of them. Like, I've, if Rick well, wants okay. to help, if Rick says, Bob, let's leave Ryan, I'm going to say, Ryan, man, you're, you're awesome. I love your fire extinguisher <laughs> nunchucks, but I got to go. My wife well, needs her insulin. Here's another option for you guys. You could have stuffed Ryan in the trunk, carried a bunch of the supplies, hiked back to where you needed to be, and then came back for him later and pick him out of the truck he the would trunk. have bled out he would have bled out by then yeah i don't think i'm going back we, for i don't him. think we would have gone back yeah well, i mean you we would have been really leg. tired and hungry at that point yeah. um 
You yeah. can break your leg in three places and not bleed out. I mean, still would have been you, really tired after yeah, hiking. I mean, that hike two hours be at least overnight. You you're okay, stuck well, there, Ryan. I'm it's sorry. A two-hour drive, so that could be an eight-hour walk. We we could go back next week at some point if we get another car. Um, that doesn't work for my schedule. Yeah, because I'd be dead. I just <laughs> we need to get something in our system. Where I'm hungry and okay. What Lou didn't mention though is that I'm like the only dentist left in the apocalypse. So <laughs> you guys enjoy your <laughs> your awful run. It's a good scenario. I I yeah. I, I think about it now from my perspective, and like it, it's crazy that uh, I mean I've known Rick like real life Rick for years now, and I've known. Uh, I, I guess I'll call you imaginary Ryan because <laughs> I've never I, met you before. I exist. <laughs> Not in my book, you don't. Um, to us, you're just a computer program that we talk to. Yeah, you you say anything I want you to say. Here's your Game Boy. Shut the fuck up. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even need to be here. <laughs> nope. I don't think any of us do. But anyway, um, Bob, I, you should totally do a show on your own. Which I will. Is I'll call it the Soundboard Show. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I would leave Rick if Rick wanted to save Ryan, and I knew that my wife was there, like waiting for me to get insulin because she was going to she was going to die. I, I even as long as I've known Rick, I would have been like, "Hey, good luck. I'll come back for you if I can. If you make it back, awesome. I got to do this. You know what I mean?" And I like mm-hmm. punched you in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you need me to fix it. The <laughs> thing is, too, is so things go bad. People, there are people that need medication to stay alive. You know, so. Finding things like insulin is going to become a necessity of survival, and it's not like you can go to the pharmacist and get some. No, you're going to have to break into the pharmacy and steal some and know what you're looking for. Yeah, no, that, I mean, and that's a great uh, – that's the cool thing about this scenario is that uh, I wouldn't have even thought about that to siphon the gas. But you mentioned two cars – the only two cars in one spot, and it's kind of like, yeah, get the gas out and put it in the working car. So – also, Rick would probably die from radiator, antifreeze, and gasoline poisoning because – I'd figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> He'd siphon it, die, and I'd be like, all right, both of you. I'm Ryan, you got a broken leg. I can't pick you up. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you are just I'm just to get me. I'm just messing with you. But yeah, I, it's, it's scary to think about in a situation like that to leave like your good friends behind to save someone you love. You know what I mean? And like you unfortunately – it's like you have to do it at some point. But, that um, and scavenging for supplies is also dangerous, you know. You never necessary. know if you leave that you're going to come back. Man, True. zombie apocalypse. Lou, sucks. you just depressed me. <laughs> All right. I just, killed Rick. Sorry. I just killed Rick and Ryan because of you. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, who's dead decision next week? Is it Bob? I think it's, uh, I think it's you and me, Rick. Is it? You and me. I think one of us is, I think... I may be weapon and you're dead decision. Dead decision. And, and it swaps the next episode. All right. Well, now that we got that all hashed out, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell people where they can find us? Sure thing. Uh, this is where we would be reading emails and any sort of iTunes reviews, but we don't have any. Did you check? Just making sure. I, I did not check. I mean, I know we don't have any emails, but if you wrote reviews, I will be sure to check next week. <laughs> um, anyways, you can find our show at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You'll find links to our iTunes feed uh, where you can submit reviews. Please do, uh, five-star reviews or whatever. I mean, we're, we're open to critiquing. Um, uh, you can email us at info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Um, we'd be happy to read any dead decision or weapon of uh, cho- choice. Weapon of choice? Sorry. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> fade and fast. Weapon of choice, or you know, once I mean, The Walking Dead is not going to last forever. Uh, there will be a, a point in time when they go on a break. Maybe suggest a topic. That might be a good idea. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, we are on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. Uh, Facebook coming very soon. I got a preview of the page moments before we recorded. Um, it should be up by the time you're listening to this. So search Zombies Ate My Podcast uh, in Facebook or go to our website and we should have a link there. And be sure to like us so we can get that Facebook URL. And a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for our artwork at StarCrossedOnline.com. Uh, and, you know, back to you, Rick. Why don't you, why don't you wrap this, this show? All right. Well, that was this week's Zombies Ate My Podcast with me, Rick, Ryan, Bob, and Lou. Remember, always shoot them in the brain. And point your mag light in the right direction. Lou, do you have any advice? No. (laughs) Not at all. Always bring a hose to siphon gas.